Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, glory, 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 glory. Let, 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 me, just, let me just tell you how good God is. Last week, we're here worshiping and praying, right? And, and, and about four or five rows back on this side right over here, I hear a brother just shout out Jesus to the top of his lung. And I, you know, I'm just thinking he's praising the Lord. I'm, I shout too, and I hear others. And little did I know God had just opened up his hearing, his right ear. He could not hear out of it, but God opened it completely where he could hear. That's the kind of God we serve. Healing people, feeling people. Amen. Doing exactly what his word says he'll do. Hallelujah. 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 I wonder if we can lift our hands, lift our voices, and thank God for who he is. And thank God for all that he's doing. Come on, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for renewing. Thank you for feeling. Thank you, God, for doing the work. Ha! The Bible says praise Him according to His excellent greatness. That means for who He is. It also says praise Him for His mighty acts. Hallelujah. Can we just put an encore on that one more time? Come on. Hallelujah. I feel to just preach what the Holy Spirit has planted in my spirit. And I feel like God wants to talk to us for just a few minutes here and minister to us. Amen. So just keep standing if you're already standing. If not, join me for just another moment. Want Psalm 121. Amen. Thankful for these children praying. Thankful these children getting filled with the Spirit of God and God, God is doing. Come on, it's great, ain't it? Hallelujah. Psalm 121, if you've got it, say hallelujah. If you ain't got it, say amen. All right, well, some of you got it, some of you ain't, but hallelujah anyway, right? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalm 121, watch this. It's a song of degrees. It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. Now, unfortunately, the King James doesn't put a question mark there, but there is one. It's a question, from where does come my help, or whence cometh my help? Watch what he says. It don't come from the hills. My help cometh from the Lord, the one that made the hills, <laughs> the maker, amen, of heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, amen. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. I'm going to preach just a little while. And here's my title. When the saints come marching in. Hey, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the living word preach the written word. Make my tongue the pen of a ready writer and inscribe your words upon our hearts that we might apply it and obey it in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory and all the honor. And everybody said amen. amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. The theme of Psalm 121 is all about what, who God is and all about what God does for his people. 
when sung by a group of pilgrims on their journey going up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts of the Lord, this song of ascent or song of degree would be started with a solo part followed by the choir of worshipers responding like a call and response. Uh, there's an old song, a couple of them, that, that we used to sing that kind of illustrates this phenomenon. One of them is, you know, the, the, the soloist would say, what do you think about Jesus? And everybody would say, he's all right. So, so why don't we try that right now? What do you think about Jesus? He's all right. Oh, tell me, what do you think about Jesus? He's all right. Oh, tell me, what do you think about Jesus? Watch this. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. That's kind of what this song did. Here's, here's another one. God ain't dead. He's yet alive. I'll say God ain't dead. You say he is yet. How? Oh, God's not dead. Feel him in my hands. Feel him in my feet. And I feel him in my heart. I feel him all over me. Oh, God, not dead. He's alive. So now you get kind of an understanding of what this psalm might have been as the pilgrims were journeying from wherever they were to go up to Jerusalem. And, and it's just my humble opinion that it might have been a little bit of a pep in the step kind of song. One that, that got the juices flowing. One that got the blood pumping because there's something about thinking about the goodness of God that begins to move deep within your soul and let you know that God hasn't failed and he never will. Mm. And so when these saints, these pilgrims were going up to Jerusalem, it weren't when the saints come dragging in. Oh, no, no, no. They came in marching. They came in rejoicing. They came in shouting. It kind of reminds me uh, of a story that I heard, a true story by one of our missionaries in a remote part of Africa. And people had to travel for literally miles uh, and sometimes at hours to get to church. And this one particular pastor said uh, the way the hills worked, you could hear them singing uh, for about an hour before they got there. They echoed through the hills. Uh, and it weren't no mully grubbing, we got to go to church today. Oh, man. They, they would have walked for about two and a half hours, and it was all kinds of mm, praising the Lord and worshiping Jesus, and they'd be sweaty and tired, and then they'd get to church, and if it didn't last at least three or four hours, they'd be angry because they wanted some church. And that's the, the, the image as I begin to study this psalm that I got to, about Psalm 121. It, it wasn't down in the mully grubs. It wasn't, oh, woe is me. It was, ah, we're going to church. Come on now. Ah, when the saints go marching in. It was that kind of pep in their step that was getting them excited. We're going to Jerusalem. We're going to celebrate the feast of the Lord. There's been some bad days. There's been some bad things. Oh, but I'm on my way to church. Mm -mm -mm. Whatever the tempo was, whatever the medley was, whatever parts were sung by whomever, amen, this much we know. This psalm speaks to the power of God 
as he provides for us, protects us, and preserves our souls. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. How many of you know God's your provider? I don't know if you know this or not, but your, your employer is not your provider. They might sign your check at your job, but they're not your provider. How many of you know the government ain't your provider? Oh, come on now. How many of you know God is? How many of you know that through thick and thin, good and bad, rain or shine, economy up or economy down, God is still your provider. You know what I love? The economy can, can do this up and down uh, all because, you know, somebody gets on and says something and, and the economy takes a little dip. But, you know, people can say all things they want to about God. He ain't never dipped once. His value ain't never gone. Oh, come on, somebody. If you invest in God, that's one investment that'll keep on paying dividends throughout all eternity. My God. Oh, I wish I had time to preach it like I feel it. Lord, have mercy. In the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, they had a three-hour uh, preaching and a three-hour confessing. So get ready. We're going to have a six-hour church service here. I mean, you think I'm joking. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, God is our provider. Let, let, let me read again Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2 here. Ready? I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From, from where does my help come from? From whence cometh my help? Now, you have to understand something about the journey to Jerusalem. Okay? Remember I told you last week it, it's always going up because when you leave, you always go down, right? There were all kinds of hills and caverns and caves and places where thieves and robbers could hide. You all know the story Jesus told about the man that went down from uh, Jericho or down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, right? It was probably in a rocky crag area where they would watch and have a strategic vantage point and they would see somebody coming and they would have a little trap and an ambush set up to catch them off guard. So when he says, I'm looking to the hills, he's kind of looking up going, making sure, well, I don't see anything yet. I don't see any shadows. I don't, I don't hear any crazy noises. And where does, where does my help come from? And all of a sudden, something wells up within the psalmist to say, oh, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth the maker of those hills, the maker of those caverns and caves, the maker of even those thieves or robbers that might be there waiting for me. I don't need a strategic vantage point. I don't have to worry. There's another psalm that says, yay, though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death I will fear no evil why for thou God are with me can I tell somebody God's with you in trouble God's with you in the mountaintop God's with you in the valley God's with you in the storm God's with you in the calm he's never without you glory so they begin to look not to the hills but above and beyond the hills to the creator of the hills. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Quit looking to the government. Quit looking to the paycheck. Quit looking to other things. That's not where your help come from. You don't need a strategic vantage point. We're not called to be survivalists. We're called to have revival. Come on. We're not called to activism. We're called to evangelism. Come on. I'm talking about looking to our provider, the maker of heaven and earth. You can't dethrone him. You can't impeach him. And he's never going to resign his position as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Hallelujah. When Peter took his eyes off Jesus was when he began to sink. So I've come to tell 
this church today. Keep your eyes on Jesus. In a psalm where David declares some, some, some things that were happening to him, some, some difficulties in his life where he's being pursued by Saul and he's afraid Something wells up within him. And in Psalm 56 verse 3, he says, What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. He knew where to go with his fear and his anxiety. He was a man of war. He wasn't looking for a strategic battle plan. No, he was looking to his helper, to his provider. I put my trust in you. He admitted there was some fear. He admitted there were some things troubling him. But he also knew, I know where to turn. What happens next in Isaiah 56 further reveals, or excuse me, Psalm 56 reveals that David moved from fear to faith. And here's what it was. He said in God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Something had happened to him. He had got a word from God. In fact, it was from the prophet Gad. And he realized, I don't have to be afraid. I've got a word from God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you got a word from God just a little bit ago. There was some gifts of the Spirit operating all over this church. And God spoke some things to you. And the songs ministered to your heart. I've come to tell you, saint of God, you've got a word from God. You don't have to be afraid what flesh can do. You don't have to be afraid what man said. Oh, I wish you'd hear what I'm preaching. David is so filled with faith that he repeats the same thing over again in verses 9 through 11 of the same psalm. Verse 9, when I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. Watch what he says. This is Psalm 56 verse 9. This I know, God is for me. Mm. I don't know how many enemies I got. I don't know what tricks they got up their sleeve. I don't know how many arrows they're going to fly at me and try to stop me. But this I know. God is for me. I wish somebody would get a hold of that and say, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. I don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus. But this I know. God is for me. By the way, David writes this in a cave. David writes this in a sense of feeling alone. There were 600 men with him, but he didn't know who to trust. He didn't know where to turn except to God. And so even in a quote-unquote church of 600, if I can say it that way, he still didn't know what he could do except he said, I've got a word from God. And if one of my own men turn on me, this I know God is for me. Huh. David knew God was for him. And therefore his faith was in God and God's word. And it dissipated his fear. You've probably heard the little adage, if fear comes knocking on your door, let faith answer. Right? If the phone rings and the caller ID says fear, put his hand to God, let him answer it. Here you go, God, it's for you. Perfect love cast out all fear. Go ahead and get my light work, would you, God? Right? Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. By, oh, by the way, um, we on this side of those Psalms, on this side of Calvary, uh, the Bible says that greater is he 
that is in you than he that is in the world. I won't fear what flesh can do to me. I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, so, so what if we go to a place where, you know, I get arrested for preaching the gospel. So I'm you can't take my life. I'm dead already. I died to to my sin and transgressions a long time ago. My life is hidden with Christ in God. You can't take it. Come on now. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, I wish somebody would get a hold of that word right now. I wish somebody would realize that the God in you is greater than every problem outside of you. Oh. Jesus said these words. It's not in my notes back there, guys, but in John 16, 33, Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulation. Everybody know what I'm talking about. You, you, problems all around, different things happening here and here. You can't seem to get ahead for losing, right? Uh-huh, take three steps forward and five back, and you're like, whoa, what's going on here, right? In this world you'll have tribulation. Jesus then said, but in me you'll have peace. Oh, and by the way, be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'm talking about getting a hold of a word, realizing God is your provider. Some might be afraid of a doctor's report. Can I come? Oh, we sang it a few weeks ago. Whose report will you believe? Mm -hmm. Come on. Some of you might be afraid of what's going on in Australia and wondering what's going to happen in the USA. Come on now. Some of you might be afraid of what's going to happen with the economy. Can we really sustain this long, going trillions of dollars in debt? If you're afraid in any way of anything, I want you to be encouraged because God is your helper. The Bible says in Psalm 10, he's the helper of the fatherless. If you got anybody here that doesn't have a father or grew up without a father, he's your helper. Come on. The Bible says in Psalm 46.1, he's a very present help in trouble. He's in trouble with you. You ain't alone. You ain't walking through this alone. You ain't in this problem alone. You ain't in this valley alone. You're not in this situation alone. In Psalm 72, 12, it says that he helps and delivers those in need. Is anybody in need here today? Lift your hand. Then he helps you. He helps those and delivers those who are in need. In Psalm 145, 19, says he hears the cries for help and saves. Has anybody cried for help recently? Has any? Oh, come on. Then he helps you. And Isaiah tells us that he's always available to help in Isaiah 41. Oh, and by the way, watch what Hebrews 13, 5 says. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Uh, let me read that again. It's the last part of verse 5. Uh, for he, he here is God. For he hath said, I will... That's an absolute word. That's why the psalm, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. That's why the psalmist said, if I go down here and make my bed in hell, he's with me. Ah, he's with you tomorrow when you're alone. He's with you at school. He's with you on the job. He's going to be with me on a plane later today. Come on. God is with us. Glory. My God, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee there's a, come on every one of us have been forsaken neglected abandoned forgotten but God has never done any of those things and never will and why does he do this verse 6 so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper 
and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You know, a few weeks ago, there was a major issue that took place in Afghanistan. The Taliban took back over. There were a lot of Christians, people of faith, many of them born again believers, afraid what's going to happen. The Taliban started knocking on doors. If you had a Bible app or something like that on your phone, if, if there was paraphernalia, if they, they, was, they were shooting them right on sight. No jury, no court, no lawyer, just boom, right there, killing much of them. There was one particular church that before the Taliban took over was averaging about 200. After the Taliban took over, after the persecution began to ramp up, after some of their friends were being killed, it grew to over 3,000. Because of that verse right there, they realized, I will not fear what man can do unto me. I want to find this God. I want to get a hold. Oh, I'm come to tell somebody, he's with you in your darkest, deepest trial. He's with you on your best day and your worst day. He is your helper. Glory. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel His presence so real right now. Whatever the enemy brings against you, remember, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord right now. Sister Jackie, he's greater than any problem. He's greater than any issue, any hurt, any wrong that's been done, any injustice in this world. He's greater. Somebody needs to know God's your helper. Somebody needs to realize he's with you right now. Come on, somebody feels like, well, I'm all alone and nobody understands and I've come to tell you respectfully you're wrong. God's right there with you. God's walking with you through the valley. He's walking with you through the... Because mm, he's your helper. I know others may say they don't care. I know others uh, might just shrug it off. Uh, I know even maybe someone close to you like a spouse or, or a child or a parent might seem to not understand. But can I tell you, God understands. I know sometimes it feels like, well, you know, it's, I'm praying for you, sis, praying for you, brother. And it seems almost like platitudes. But can I tell you, this God ain't going to give you a platitude. The other day I had to make a phone call for some tech support. Ring, ring, ring. Automated voice. Hi. If you know your account number, please enter it now. If you don't know your account number, please press two. Two. Please enter your social security number. You know, date of birth and all this. You know, finally, after 13,000, you know, pressing this and that, you know, it was like, get me to someone. Right? And, and no joke, I'm not kidding you. The voice came on and said, please hold for an agent. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> right? I'm sure glad it ain't that way with God. Ring, ring, ring. Hello, you've reached heaven. If you need a miracle, press one. If you would like to have a blessing, press two. 
if you are in need of intercession, press 3. If you would like to have this in Espanol, please press 4. <laughs> and you press whatever button, and you know, I need a blessing. You know, please hold for, do you need a financial blessing? Press 2. If you need a, just get me to Jesus! I'm sure glad that when I call on Jesus, I don't have to press this, press that, press this, put in my zip code. I just have to say, Jesus! Oh, and here's the best part. He ain't up in heaven waiting on a phone call. He's with me. He's in me. I think that's what we forget. We start going through the problem. We start going through the valley. We start looking at the hills. Oh no, they're going to get us. Oh no, what's going to happen? Look above the hills. Look to the maker of the hills. God is your helper. My God, my God, my God. Verse 3, watch this. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will... Not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. Shade upon thy right hand. Sun shall not smite thee by day nor moon by night. Excuse me. Along this journey, besides the hills and all that, besides the bandits, they would sometimes have to lodge out in the open fields. There wasn't hotels along the way. They were susceptible to the elements. The desert can get cold at night. And get hot during the day. God was their shade for the day. God was their moon for or their shade for the night as well. Their fire for the night that would keep them warm. But something stood out to me. It says, "Let me read it again." He that keepeth the last part of verse three will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth these shall neither slumber nor sleep. The other night. My wife and I, a little, you know, ritual, we're sitting on the couch or, you know, whatever. And I say a couple things, and I'm like, oh, she didn't respond. And I say a couple more, so I look up and look over, and she's. I'm like, well, why don't we go to bed, sweetheart? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. God never sleeps nor slumbers. A few weeks ago. I won't embarrass you who it was, but you came and asked for prayer because of troubled sleep. And God began to restore your sleep. I've come to let you and all of you know if your sleep's been troubled, the Holy Ghost has sent me this morning to tell you that you can sleep peacefully now because your keeper is up all night already. Ain't no sense in both of you being awake all night. Ah... Ah, come on. They could sleep peacefully out there in the open fields, unafraid of what was going to happen because God was their keeper. In Psalm 4, David went through a situation. The Bible lets us know he was in a cave. The Bible lets us know he even felt claustrophobic. He said, I felt hemmed in, backed into a corner, and didn't know how he was going to get out. But in the midst of that, he says, God gave me a song. And by the end of that psalm, I think it's around verse 8, he says, I will now rest. There it is. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. Why? For thou Lord, only makest me dwell in 
I want you right now, if your mind has been troubling you, if you had, have had some thoughts that have impacted you and you, you don't know how it's going to turn out, you don't know what's going on, or you've had some troubled sleep, I want you to take, right or left hand, I don't care, take one of them, put it on your head right now. Come on, I know it sounds weird, but just, just bear with me. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, I can't lay hands on every one of you right now, but I can do this. I want you to begin to pray and say this, Lord, you're my keeper. Come on, come on, Lord, you're my keeper. You keep me in safety. I give my thoughts to you. Come on, right now, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost moving upon some minds and hearts. You better get ready. You're about to have the best night of sleep you've ever had. You're about to sleep peacefully. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's some of you watching online that have had some troubled nights. God's giving you some peace right now. Oh, come on, somebody. Let God begin to minister. You ought to just begin to let God know you're thankful. Come on, thank him in advance of the sleep you're going to get tonight. Thank him in advance of helping your mind right now. Glory! Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew this psalmist. I wish I knew the tempo. But again, until then, the Myron T. Powell commentary is going to tell you it was a fast one. Mm. Hallelujah. There's something about the name of Jesus. There's something about the power of God. I believe as these pilgrims, and you realize they would go, there was three different major feasts. And so after they'd go the first time, maybe they might have felt afraid, Sister Alicia. Maybe they might have felt some fear, but, but they hear this psalm and, and they look over and Sister so-and-so is singing it and got faith. And Brother so-and-so is singing it. They're like, mm, okay, they're not afraid. They're not looking to the hills. and They're sleeping okay. You know, by the second feast, I got a feeling they were going, mm, the Lord's my keeper. Yeah. Oh, he keeps me. Mm -hmm. I got a feeling they were singing it. I got a feeling they might have been marching with him saying you know what I remember back when I couldn't sleep at night I remember when I couldn't sleep well but I remember that he helped me sleep peacefully I was out in the desert on the open sky but he kept me mm. Brother Sal, Sister Linda come here come here Brother Terry, Sister Laurel come here Come here, come here, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah, come on out here, come on out. Y'all stand over here, and y'all stand over here. You know, there's, there's something about it when you look at some people that have lived a little while for God, right? And have been through a few things, you know? Right, what's that commercial, you know? We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two, you know, the insurance commercial, whatever. Yeah, whatever, anyway, they've seen a thing or two. And there's sometimes, just, just begin to kind of march back to your seat. There's sometimes when you see some people who have been through it, and you're like, you know, if they did it, so can I. You know, if they made it, so can I. If they walked through it, so can I. Amen. And if you get discouraged, you might just want to look, and there's another couple. And you know what? They, they, they've stayed through the thick and thin. They've prayed through it. They've been through some valleys. They've been through some, oh, come on, somebody. I got a feeling that when they would sing these songs, maybe some of the young pilgrims were like, mm, I don't know, is it, it going to work out? It's, it's, it's cold out here, and I don't see a fire. And all of a sudden, hey, don't worry, God's our keeper. He's our shade in the day and, and our shade at night, and, and he's going to protect us.
Do you get the feeling of what I'm saying to you? Do you, under, oh, do you understand he's with you? Some of you didn't see this the original time I preached it. I need two young men. How about you and you? Can you help me? All right, come here. Can you help me? Is that a yes? Okay, good. This is like conscription, you know. I mean, you're being drafted into the kingdom of God right there. Boom. All right, now what I need you to do, okay? You stay behind me as close as you can, okay, without tripping me up. You got that? Don't, don't lose me. If I turn right, turn right. If I turn left, turn left. If I stop, stop. You got it? You understand? All right, good. Okay, all right. We're going to have a practice run. It's right here, man. This is it. We, if you're in the play with Sister Alicia, you get some practices. Not today. No, th this is the performance, okay? And we're about to win an Academy Award. You ready? Okay, all right. All right. All right. You ready? Okay. So the Bible says, David, in one of his most famous psalms, he says at the end of it, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my, not some, Pastor Lucas, not just on the good days, not when everything's going well, not when there's no problems at school, Brooklyn, not when hopefully your senior year doesn't have anything like that, amen, but, but all days, even when your baby, come on, all days, goodness and mercy, even when he ain't here just yet, goodness and mercy, even if your business is like, mm, we're going to make it this month, yeah, yeah, good days, bad days, even with the question, oh, come on, my God, they're still there, goodness and mercy, even if it gets dark, and I'm like, what's going on, yep, they're still there, goodness and mercy following me, if I turn this way, they're still there, if I try to outrun them, see if they can catch up, oh, man, they're right there, come on, goodness and mercy is with me, Can I tell? The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy, keep following me, shall follow me all the days of my life. If I'm on the mountaintop or the valley, if it's good or bad, they're following me. God's with me. Come on, maybe you just need to look over your shoulder. Maybe you just need to look at that rearview mirror. They're still there. still there watch this it's easy brother Matt to feel the Holy Ghost here isn't it everybody's shouting everybody's dancing the, the compounded you know essence of God is just whew, wow but what about tomorrow when it's just you what about when you get that text and it's bad news he's still with you so I got a feeling if this psalm would have been written today, it might have been something like this. Oh, when the saints come marching in. Ah, when the saints come marching in. Lord, I want to be in that number. Mm. When the saints. Paul, put your hands together. I got a feeling that. Some of the elder saints got some of the younger saints and said, I know you don't think we're going to make it. Come here. I know, youngin, 
that, that you don't understand. But I've been around a little bit. I've been through a few things a little bit. And I know there's some heels. I know there's some bandits. I know there's some things. But we go into church. And he's protected me before. And he'll protect me again. I'm going to speed it up. Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. Hey, when they crown him king of kings, when they crown him king of kings, Lord, I want to be in that number. When the saints come marching in, some others that'll say I'm going to march in faith. I'm going to march in victory. I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to have victory tonight. Come on. Hey, hey. Wow. When the saints come marching in. but hold on brother put up put up the last verse psalm 1 uh 121 verse um 7 and 8 put it up all right everybody watch this watch this hold on hold on hold on watch this you got it look at this the lord shall preserve thee from most of the evil that you deal with hold on let me get my glasses on uh the lord shall preserve thee from well i'll be all now, now watch this. One of the songs on the agenda today was Wait on the Lord. And the bridge of that song repeats it. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna... this, this verse, these last two verses are like the bridge of the whole song. And it's like the summary of everything that the whole song has said. That Oh, and in case you're still afraid, He preserves us from all evil. Not only was this historically accurate for the pilgrims who marched up to Jerusalem, it also prophesied because preserved there is the Hebrew word salvation. That a one was coming that would save your soul from evil. How many of you know sin had a hold of your life? How many of you know sin had you trapped and bound? How many of you know that sin kept you from being a saint? But how many of you know he's the preserver of your soul? Well, when the saints come marching in, 
some of you to believe, in fact, he wants all of you to believe this, you don't have a right to praise him. You don't have to write to march and dance like that. Who do you think you are? But I want to remind somebody, Sister Courtney, the devil doesn't know your future. Nor can he predict it or prophesy. He can only imitate. He can't create. So all he can do is talk to you from what used to do. All he can do is say, this is why you're not worthy. But all you have to do is say, oh, well, I, I, you know, thanks, but no, um, that's under the blood of Jesus. And he says, I'm saved. He says, I'm sanctified. And by the way, I don't have to be worthy because he is. Oh, and, and while I'm at it, devil, um, let me take you to the book of Revelation, chapter 21, where, devil, you won't be cast into the lake of fire. Oh, you don't know my future, but I know yours. So here's what I want us to do. Some of you want to step out and dance or jump or leap or something, but you're feeling like, well, am I worthy or not? Uh, listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't have to be worthy. He is. It's not about, the Bible doesn't say praise him if you feel like it. It just says praise him for his excellent greatness and for his mighty. Mm -hmm. See, some of us are wondering how God's going to do it. H-O-W. Well, just rearrange those letters. All you need to know is W-H-O, who. That's all you need to know, who, God. Okay, enough said, done. All right, mm. well, what? Hey, I'll fly away. You know what, I'll fly away? Sing it. I'll fly away. Praise Him. It doesn't matter what you feel like. He's worthy.
not have no doubt that the Lord would bring me out. I just got down on my knees. I said, Lord, help me, please. Then I got up singing and shout, victory. Say victory. I'm done. You ready? I've lived a little over 48 years. And in that time of life, I have learned life's two most valuable lessons. Number one, there is a God. And number two, I ain't Him. I'll stay in my lane and let Him be God. I don't know how He preserves me from all evil. I don't even know why. I just know he does. I don't know how he keeps me. I just know he does. That's all I need to know. Isaiah 45, 5, watch this. God speaking through the prophet. I am the Lord. <laughs> and there is none else. There is no God beside me. The last part of verse 6 He's, he's, or actually all of verse 6 he says that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me I am the Lord there is none else so here's what you do you put God in his rightful place as Lord of all and tomorrow when the devil lies to you say thank you for confirming God's word you liar so watch it. Here's what I mean by that. If he tells you you're not blessed, ha, thank you, I am. Because he can't tell the truth. If he tells you you're unworthy, well, thank you. Jesus says I am. Hallelujah. Just turn it around on him and walk in the hope and liberty and faith that God's given you. Hallelujah. Love you. Appreciate you. Pray for me. In about four hours, five hours, I'll be on a plane going to Indianapolis. Be there all week, be back next Sunday. I'll be fly back in Saturday, my wife and all. But pray for us. Amen. And I'll be praying for all of you. I'll miss you guys Wednesday. Hallelujah. How many of you love Jesus?